Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to Off The Bench with Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews, the show that covers all things NRL. Well, I'd like to say it's been a quiet week in the NRL, but there's been a lot of whinging, complaining, yelling, screaming, and that's all from NRL 360. (laughs) Hello, Sats. How are you, mates? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, Yeah, there has been a lot of uh, complaining, hasn't there, in the game. Uh, A lot of it has been aimed at Peter Volandis and the ARLC, uh, from some of the playing group. Uh, yeah, you're right, NRL 360. Some very angry men on NRL 360. Uh, but in saying that, um, it's been an eventful week. Of course, the Origin teams went into camp and we saw the Queensland team suffer a big blow with the loss of Caelan Ponga. James Tedesco, still a question mark about mm. how, how fit he is going to be for Origin, even though they've classed him... We're going to get to all this, by the way. We just don't know how fit he's going to be. So, yeah, it's been a pretty eventful week. Absolutely. Absolutely. So much going on. And, of course, uh, Thursday night football uh, was the Broncos being belted by the Dragons. And we'll have a a look at that game uh, real soon as well because uh, there are some massive, massive, massive issues for the Broncos. And it's called defense. You've hit the nail on the head. The worst defensive team in the NRL by a mile. Yeah. Now, you could sign some of the best attacking players into that side. You could sign Nico Hines, which they missed out on, of course. You could sign Adam Reynolds. and But defence is an attitude. You've got to have a really good, strict, uh, rigorous regime around your attitude towards defence, not only individually but collectively as a group. And at the moment, the Brisbane Broncos, at key points of the game, the last 10 minutes – in the last 15 minutes of each half, they're, they're just not experienced enough to stay in the arm wrestle and, and they're being exposed and they were exposed again on Thursday night. Yep. And this is why they have to pay more to get decent players of the club now because I can't see a premiership coming to that club in the next five years. No, you know, if they, if they got Hines and they got Josh Hodgson, the hooker. Um, they still need some defence though, yeah, mate. And then Dalfin Nukin is on the market yeah, as yeah, well. Yeah. You know, some real good senior players in those key positions that defensively are, are used to cleaning up a lot of work. Oh, they're terrible. Yeah, they, they, are. they, they are. Anyway, we'll talk about that real soon as well, but let's get into this. Time on Off The Bench to look back on the news of the week. And we'll kick it off with uh, the biggest events that, that's happening in Townsville uh, next Wednesday night. Five more sleeps, four more sleeps, depends where you are. Uh, Sats, you don't sleep. Not so, before, no. No, no. So... Um, Origin 1 in Townsville. As a Blues supporter, I'm disgusted that Queensland have two games in a row. I'm happy for Townsville. I really am. I think um, it'll be it'll be a wonderful experience for the people of uh, far, far north Queensland. Um, great town, Townsville. And it's good. I, I'd like to see a game go to a major regional centre every year. That would just be amazing, you know, like the likes of, like, say, Newcastle, mm. for example, who was the other city that was uh, sort of touted to well, host Origin In this day and age, Jace, it comes down to which government is willing to pay the most. And Don't uh, start me on that, mate. I know. I, I get that. And you know what? As a, as a Queensland fan, Jace, I should be, I should be uh, skylarking around 
how good it is to have game one and game two. But to be honest, I, I love that Townsville are going to get this game. We'll never see it And again. no one's begrud- begrudging Townsville for getting their origin. But it would have made sense from a financial point of view to make game one in Brisbane, Suncorp Stadium, bigger crowd, bigger commercial opportunities, a lot more money for the game, and a lot more accessibility for the fan to get a ticket as mm. well. 25000 to 28000 in in uh, Townsville. Make game two in New South Wales, game three back at Suncorp. That's what's that's well, two things have annoyed me that Palaszczuk's paid eight million to have the game. The return will be seven million. Is it a yeah, but I mean the yeah. on, the ongoing no, number for the ability around tourism that is probably a, a some data that we won't get for maybe months or twelve oh, months. But in saying but that, mate, oh, is I, it more of a is I don't it more buy of, that. I don't want to I, I don't want to buy I don't buy that because A, it's a nighttime game. Right, so I'm not going to see the beautiful waters of Maggie Island no, no, and stuff no, but like the, that. But the advertising around it. Well, then just buy advertising around Origin. It's mm. a lot cheaper. Yeah, but when you. If, but I'm just saying, mate. Yeah. Like, I, I. Is I, it more of a political move? Is it a political absolutely. move? Absolutely. We don't want to get too it's political. To stick, here. No, but it's to stick one up New South Wales. Mm. That's all it is. And I, I understand everyone's position on this. I just don't get the Queensland government's position. I'll go political. What a waste of $8 million, which could be better spent in propping up businesses who are still recovering from borders being closed. Mm. You know what I mean? So, I, I, look, if you want to promote tourism in far north Queensland, then buy ads in State of Origin, sponsor State of Origin. It'd be a lot cheaper than that. Because the Queensland government pay the $8 million for it. You, it would make sense to take it to Suncorp. Absolutely, yeah. where there's a bigger benefit. Mm. 50 odd thousand people go more business. Well, again, nothing against Townsville. I think it's fantastic it's going to Townsville for the people of Townsville. My issue, mate, and I sound like, I don't want to sound like Alan Jones here, but I just, it gives Queensland an unfair advantage for this Origin Series, and Queensland don't need a leg up. They don't need, a, as a blue supporter, that you do not need a leg up, you bloody Maroons. Not at all. So you get two games. But before 1980, you guys beat us every year for like 40 years. All right, mate. It's now 2021. <laughs> that was 41 years ago, right? But the thing is, that's what if that's the case, then why didn't they adjust the schedule and have State of Origin 3 at Suncorp? Yeah, that's the saying. It probably makes more sense. Um, so, you know, I know we're, we are living in uncertain times at the moment and we, we've got to make decisions and everyone's got to be flexible about it. But Unfortunately, in Origin, people aren't flexible. There's, there's too much at stake. Well, clearly they are because the game was in Melbourne up until five days ago. Well, that wasn't that was never going to go ahead. And we can put a game on. We can put a game on in Townsville within ten days. I, I don't buy that, mate. No. Well, what I'm saying is it it makes perfect sense to to swap the locations to make it. Then make, make it fairer. Then make game one Suncorp, yeah. game two Sydney as it is, and then game three Townsville. That's what I just said. Oh, did you? Yes. Oh. I thought but, you wanted I thought you wanted Suncorp Sydney Suncorp. That's what I said. No, I'm saying game three Townsville. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I think it makes more sense just to, to leave them both at Suncorp for, for game one and game three. But in saying that, Jace, it probably was a blessing in disguise it not going ahead in Melbourne from mm, a mm. purely, purely from a, a product point of view. Yeah. For more reports, ticket sales weren't great because people weren't willing to travel. This is before COVID broke. This is, they didn't want to take the risk, mate. Didn't want to take the risk. And the locals, the AFL is struggling for more reports in relation to crowd attendances as well because people would rather sit at home, feel a little bit safer as opposed to being in, 
in large groups. So, And not only that, Sats, you go to a game. Look what happened at the MCG. You go to a game and then someone in your area may have COVID. Yeah. And retrospectively, that that occurs, and then you've then got to do fourteen days isolation mm. at home or in a hotel. State. It's too expensive, and yeah. people need to work because they've missed out on a lot of work, haven't they? So, anyway, that's all that aside. It's happening in Townsville. Looking forward to the game. Game but you one. won't be you won't be whinging. I won't be watching. You won't be whinging when New South Wales hijack Townsville, will you? There'll be and they win mate, the game. There'll be and... one New South Wales supporter no, in Townsville. Don't no, give me the defence force thing. No, they. No, they. All right. They. Uh, they made available a large portion of tickets to Blatchy's Blues. Right, eh? Yeah. Where are they going to stay and how are they going to get a plane, mate? Like, you can't even stay in a hotel. You're there's calling the game. Parks, Is everyone staying at Tatey's like you? <laughs> Is that what's happening? What are you going to do there? A spoon Tatey. Oh, God. No. I'm and gonna... you're going with one of our colleagues, Mark Brayport, you know who doesn't do? mind complaining. Listen for next week, right. listeners, because what I'm going to do is <laughs> well, I'm staying at Brent Tate's and I'm going to – because he's an angry man. He's an aggressive man well, by nature. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to deliberately pick a fight. I'm going to tape it. Yeah. Good work. We'll listen to the audio next week. And how's Braybrook going to go? I mean, he likes a pillow menu. <laughs> the guy who's calling the game, he, he, he requires a pillow menu, turn down service with one of those Ferrer Rochers. <laughs> uh, without the nuts. He's got a nut allergy, right? <laughs> How is, how's he going to go at Tatey's house? What if the soap that's in the shower isn't has goat, a hair on it? Isn't goat soap? <laughs> what if he hasn't used fabric softener for the sheets or the towels? You know, Braybrook will give him a really bad review on on Yelp. You know what I mean? Uh, this is going to be a disaster. I know. Oh, it's got disaster written all over it. Um, Haas versus Big Tino. Won't happen. Fasua Ma- Malawali. Ma- Fasua. Fasua. Mala. Mala. Awi. Awi. Yep. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it, but uh, the man who stops all fun at the moment, uh, Peter uh-huh. Volandis, has said they better, they better not treat it like UFC. Well, Pete, I'm going to say this to you, and I know you love him. And, I do love him. And all of you media types love him because – No, I'm not a media type. You I'm are a media type. league player who appreciates what he's trying to do for the game. I, I loved what he did last year through COVID, but he's just gone a bit too far now. He needs to pull back a bit and just let the players be the stars of the show, not himself. I think – I think I don't want to hear – him telling those boys not to treat it like UFC. Well, first of all, they don't treat it like UFC. They don't kick each other in the head. I would love PVL. I would love to see a cage around the outside of the field. I though. would love to see that. Yes, yes. I'd like to see a couple of chairs come into that cage and people being hit across the back like uh, like Paulie did uh, against Thunderlips in Rocky Three. In Rocky Three. Yeah. That's what I'd like to see in Origin. But Peter Valandis, <laughs> stop it, mate. We want to see. A hard, tough contest between Payne we'll Haas. Yeah, but don't say he's, they treat it like UFC. They don't, mate. He's don't fu- exaggerate it to make a point. But don't ruin the spectacle. Sorry, he's don't. not going to ruin the. Do you want to he cut is. in again? Or he's not going to ruin the spectacle because Origin's not about not about high shots, head shots, whatever it may be. Origin has always been about different parts of the game where you're asked as an individual, as a team, to find something different. Find something that's going to – when you drag yourself off the canvas, that's what Origin has been built on. Yep. Not about let's stand and go toe-to-toe. Now, there's been some great blues in Origin. I think we've just got to appreciate those Absolutely. blues that we've had over the years. But moving forward, the quicker we accept that how do we want to see the game viewed, 
the easier it's going to be to get over all this this debate at the moment. We're still going to see a really tough game of rugby league in origin, and it doesn't need to involve fighting and punching. Oh, I'm with you on that, Sats. I'm not. I'm actually not suggesting that. As much as I love to watch it, yeah, but it, I'm not, it's just I'm, not the way going forward. Myself and my mates, we're all fans. We're not suggesting that, mate. What we're saying is that just shut up now, like. You've you've got the head knock crackdown, which is good for 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 the men of the game and, mm. and the women of the game. I think that long term, great decision. I, I I just think be consistent in how that's officiated and how it's deciphered at the judiciary. Uh, that's all I'm saying. All right, and they're getting better at it, which is good. Can I say last night? Uh, sorry, yeah, th- I forget what date. It's Brisbane Broncos versus the Dragons on Thursday night. Two penalties for high shots. Yeah, no, it's and the players are adjusting and. I, I just think it was penalty palooza in the first couple of weeks, okay? They had to do it. Yeah, but it ruined the game. It did ruin the game for a couple of weeks, mate. Yeah, so, it, it did, well, I'm just telling you what yeah. real fans are saying. No, I get it. But sometimes you've got to upset a few to get the get to, to get the point you need. Yeah, uh, okay. But they up, they actually upset the majority, yeah. not a few, the majority. Yeah, but you've got to be willing to do that. You've got to be willing to rattle a cage, extreme punishment, and upset people if you yeah. want to get the right decision. And, and they have done that. But in the long run... It'll just be part of our game. It'll be part of our psyche when we sit there and watch a game of rugby league. Yeah, again, comes down to the officiating. Mm. That's what it comes down to, okay? And you're 100% right because Matty checking in the game with the Broncos and the Dragons, outstanding. Yeah. There's one shot that was – it was innocuous. It was probably unavoidable. It yeah. was on the run and he just went penalty, move on. Yeah, that was the when, when the player was falling. Yes. It was, it was cut in half yep. and was coming down. I saw that and I thought, wow, that's good. Yep. That's excellent. Um, the other thing – that keeps popping up for me, five, six, seven days out from origin, I don't want to hear from the referee and I don't want to hear from Peter Volandis. Mm. Let the players create the hype for the game. Yeah, I, I agree with that. So just I mean, Jared Sutton coming out a couple of days ago and talking, it was a snooze fest. Mm. I'd play it for you, but everyone would fall asleep at the wheel. Yeah. Like, get out, mate. Mm. I don't want to hear from the ref. Well, unfortunately, the game has given referees a, a profile now, I talk to a lot of my mates who are in AFL land and it's not the same in the AFL. The, the, the officials, the on-field umpires don't have a huge presence. They know who they are, but yeah. they, each of the fans, but they don't have a huge presence where yeah. we've, given, we've given NRL referees and officials a bit of a presence. Well, they call them maggots down there, the white maggots. <laughs> they do. That's harsh. They do. I know it is harsh mm. in the getting the crowd. I don't think they do it anymore, but anyway, they used to. Hey, quickly before um, we move on from Townsville, how packed will the mad cow be on Flinders Street. I've got no doubt that Flinders Street will be shut down. I think they'll shut the street down. So no traffic? No traffic. And I think it's smart because it's a zoo at the best of times. It's I like Caxton Street all the time, right? Flinders Street will be will be worse. Oh, I shouldn't use the word worse. It'll be busier than Caxton Street on Wednesday night. The mad cow will be hemming at the seams. Can you wear a blues jumper in Townsville? You can't down Caxton Street. No, I think you can in Townsville. I think because they're just, yeah, they are, they are religious Queensland fans, but they're also rug, just rugby league fans. So, do you reckon the Blues bus, the buses, should go down Flinders Street? Because not the stadium's across the yeah. river. Well, I think, yeah, it's now. just yeah, it's, it's only close. it's a two minute drive from yeah. Flinders Street, the, you, the remember, nightclub street. Remember they the used King's to go, Cross of Townsville. <laughs> remember they used to go down Caxton Street. Oh. And the Blues stopped. And I remember once, I mean, great story from Ryan Girdler. You know, I mean, you played yeah. with him Panthers. 
And I used to work with him at, at another station. And we're walking um, in Brisbane one day. We're walking from the studios down to um, Suncorp. Yep. I said, come on, boys. We'll duck down Caxton Street. And Gertz goes, Jason, I'm not going down Caxton Street. I go, why, mate? He goes, it brings back bad memories. Anyway, and there's myself, Gerds, uh, Bill Harrigan, mm-hmm. and someone and someone else. Can't remember who it was. Anyway, I said, "Come on, mate, it's the quickest way." And he goes, "Righto, I'll do it, but we don't stop for anybody." I go, "Righto." We had probably made one step outside the Caxton Hotel, and from inside the Caxton, way off in the distance, Ryan Girdler takes it somewhere. <laughs> he goes, "I told you," and I quote, "Bill Harrigan said." No one ever says anything about me. It's like, Bill, they don't care about you. <laughs> Only Bill cares about Bill. <laughs> That's right. But, and, and he was dead right. Gertz goes, I told you not to come down this street. You know, they had to stop it because Queenslanders were throwing themselves in front of the bus. Of the Queen. Oh, in, yeah, and throwing said, stuff at the bus. Yeah, but they, they were scared that someone was just going to get crushed yeah, right. by the bus. So it, it had to stop. And now they shut it off. I think it's going to be no different on Wednesday night in Flinders Street. It'll be absolute bedlam. I've seen some crazy times in Flinders Street. I think, I think I could do my best work at forty nine on Wednesday night. At forty nine Flinders Street. No, forty nine no. years of age. Oh, okay. In Flinders Street. But you're happily married. I said to my wife, I said, you know what? I could do my best work at at the Mad Cow on Wednesday night. And she said, really? I said, yeah. And usually a wife would say, yeah, no, 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 no. She goes, can you video it? <laughs> It's that time for an off-the-bench Friday night preview. Yeah, looking forward to this game tonight, Sats. Uh, the West Tigers uh, taking on the Panthers. And I tell you what, this is your opportunity to beat the, the Panthers. Eight players out, seven for origin, one suspended. Uh, the West Tigers coming off two-game winning streak, which yep. I don't think they've done that in a long time. They're starting uh, at $2.80. I reckon Madge would have been walking around the gym uh, this week, um, boys, they're saying we're $2.80. We're no chance. Prove them wrong. They are in a no-win situation, the Tigers, unfortunately. If they beat Penrith, they say, well, you beat a reserve-grade side, which it's not. If they lose, they say, well, you can't beat a reserve-grade side. So there's no win for the Tigers here. Well, the but, win is winning. But it, you're exactly right. Internally, they just know they get another win. You move further up the table and you get – yeah, winning bring breeds confidence. Yeah. So it doesn't matter who you play against. But you look at this Panthers side, Dylan Edwards, Charlie Stain, Stephen Crichton, Paul Momorowski, yeah, Matt Burton, um, Tyrone May in the halves. Then you've got yeah. James Fisher-Harris, Viliami Kikau. Yeah, it's still a really good side. It's a real, it's, they've got some debutantes as well. Yeah. Um, this Tigers side, I like how they're just slowly gathering momentum. Have you liked? Have you liked their form? Tigers? Yeah. It's 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 Tigers of Who'd old. They beat it's last patchy. Week? Who'd they beat last week? It's patchy. So, um, you know, I just – with the Panthers, you, you've got to take into context that they're missing the biggest run meter and the person that gets them in the, the best field position in Brian Tyo. They've got the Dallium leader in Nathan Cleary. The Also, the the player that is at leading try assists in Jerome Luai and Isaiah Yo, who is the one that is the link in between all of them. So they are missing a lot in when it comes to scoring opportunities. But you're playing against a club that's just in a really good routine. Mm. They're in a really good rhythm, the Panthers. Uh, I'm going to pick the Panthers. I think the Panthers will beat them, but I think it's going to be – I don't think it's going to be as a, a blowout like people are expecting, like the markets are showing as well. I just think this West Tigers side – I. Th- I think they'll make a run towards mm. the end of the year, like the Titans did at the end of last year. Mm. 
I just think it'll take them a while just to gather momentum. And and Luke Brooks and Moses Umbai and uh, Adam Dewey and Dane Laurie, all those positions now are starting to they're starting to bear some fruit. I'm on the West Tigers. I yep. reckon uh, they have to win this game. Mm. And I'm hoping they're going to come out really desperate and go, God, we have to win this. We can't lose this game. Yeah, We can't lose a game against a team, like you said, with eight players out. So uh, good luck to imagine the boys uh, tonight. We better get to a break. When we come back, uh, we'll review Thursday night's disgusting effort from the Broncos. And uh, what else? Will we do? Oh, Chrissy Nelson will have a, a Queensland racing update for us as well on Off the Bench. Welcome back. This is Off the Bench NRL. Kelly with a kick on three. Into the in goal area. David Mead got there first. Did he get it down or did he bounce it? Good try. They've gone sliding into the padding, protecting the fence. And the Broncos with an early kick may have got the early try. The referee points to the spot. Norman at the back. It goes to Dufty, who dummies and straight through. He's got support. Linking up there is Bird. He races away. He'll go He's away. got 10 to go. He'll slide over and score. He was worried whether he'd get there or not because Cobbo was chasing. And in the end, he was able to push away and score. But Matt Dufty started that one. <laughs> Willie Army pushes away from two, three, pushes away from four and scores the try. Well, that came from nothing. It was pretty poor Broncos defence in the end. They had plenty of opportunity to put a shot on Braden Willie Army, but he pushed away from three, four players, and the Dragons are in front. The short ball, Kelly. Here's a chance. Here's a try. TC Rabati scores the try, and the second try assist tonight for Albert Kelly. Gamble, who gives it to Hetherington. Another great tackle to Bellin. Just chopped him thigh high to the ground. He plays the ball back. Comes here from Turpin to Kelly. He steps inside to Bellin. Then to Rabati. He's got himself a double. TC Rabati has got himself a double. Jack DeBellin had made a couple of great tackles, but he missed one there. And that is try assist number three for Albert Kelly. DeBellin to Hunt. Dummies inside. Goes outside to Norman, who gives it to Bird. That play broke down, and Bird is tackled there by Hetherington, 11 metres out from the goal line. Plays it back to McCulloch. He gives it to Hunt. Cut out ball. It goes to Dufty. Dufty, beautiful ball into open space. Goes Jared Beale untouched. He scores the try for St. George Illawarra. Sarko is back there. Has it covered? Oh, but let he it didn't go. let it go over the dead ball line. And Matt Dufty, I think, has scored the try. Oh, Sarko had it covered. And for some reason, didn't knock it over the dead ball line. And Matt Dufty has got there first. The referee's pointed to the spot. Dufty oh, cut ball. that ball. Ramsey. Oh, he's leaped from five metres out over the top of the defender to score in the corner. That is sensational work from Cody Ramsey. Wasn't that some sort of try? To Bellin. Out the back it comes to Dufty. Dufty to Kerr. And that was too easy. Josh Kerr gets the try. Matt Dufty. It's a try assist-a-thon between him and Albert Kelly on the other side. And at the moment, Hunt passing now to Dufty. Floating pass, Ravalawa for the corner. Can't get there, I don't think. I think he bounced it. He's claiming the try. There's... He can't have got it down. It was impossible from where he was. He got that down. Oh, yes. what? That's a try. What? <laughs> he has got that down. Stop the fight. Oh. That's amazing. Kerr plays it 10 out from the line. Now Hunt takes the line on. Flegler threw an arm out. Ben Hunt kept running and Ben Hunt scores. The Broncos defenders on the goal line crashed into the goalposts. 
and Ben Hunt scores the try against his former club. Gamble with a kick and a perfect bounce for Jesse Arthurs to score a try for Brisbane. Too little, too late, you would think, with nine to go. But it's their first points of the second half, the Broncos. In fact, their first points since the 31st minute. Hunt with a little kick that goes nowhere, really, but only in the hands of Kerr. Back to Hunt. He's got Dufty with him. Dufty set up so many, he might as well finish the game with a try. Matt Dufty gets his second. And that's full time. Referee blows his whistle. It was a strong tackle to finish the game. And I think all the players thought there might have been something wrong with it. But the referee was just saying full time. And it's a thumping win for St. George Illawarra. 52 points to 24. There you have it. Another team putting 50 points on the Broncos on Thursday night football. Um, Sats, you called the game for NRL Nation. Uh, only one way to describe the Broncos' defence is poor. Hence why they have the worst defensive record in the NRL. It's horrible. And it comes back to inexperience in, in some of the areas where defensively you've got to be able to stay focused for as close to 80 minutes as you possibly can. No one is ever perfect when it comes to you know, not making some defensive, um, some bad reads. But in relation to the Dragons, they did their homework. They really worked on young Tyson Gamble. He was defending alongside Alex Glenn, who was returning after five or six weeks on the sidelines. They've never defended together. Tyson Gamble didn't trust his inside man. And they exposed it on a number of occasions. Now, at one stage, it was 18 all. And then on the stroke of halftime, the try to Matt Dufty, oh. which was great work from Dufty, inexcusable from the fullback, Jermaine Asako, to allow them to go to that halftime lead. That was just enough to break the camel's back. And then, yeah. and then in the very first set of six, Jermaine Asako knocked the ball on in the second half. Dragons score a try, and then you know what? From then, yeah. there was no chance of the Broncos ever getting back into that game. But uh, so, Matt Dufty, amazing. Ben Hunt was just outstanding. Can we can we talk about uh, Dufty for a moment? Do you think there's a chance Hook might? Ch- I know Hook. You you said a couple of weeks ago, Hook wants a bigger fullback. He wants he likes wants a, a big body, a big body, right? But then, but, but do you think he might change his mind? But it now? doesn't make sense if Cody Ramsey is the winger. Well, he's he's a fullback. But if he's going to be their future fullback, he is actually not a big man himself. So I don't know what I generally think is he in a perfect world. I think Anthony Griffith would like a bigger body, like a, a Joey Manu or a you know, Latrell Mitchell, one of those real. But big they're not bodies. available, mate. Who's no, they're gonna... not. They're not. But also, what I will say about Matty Dufty, he does have some deficiencies when it comes to his positioning in defence, and that got exposed last night yeah, as well by the Broncos that, yeah. early on in the game. So. There's some some of the areas, but he's still so young. He, he's still so much to work with. I think best case scenario is they sign Dufty to one more year and allow Cody Ramsey, if he's their future, yep. he'll, they allow Cody Ramsey just to get another 12 months of playing NRL before they move him into the number one jersey. Um, the Broncos could be eyeing off Dufty as well. I think they could do a lot worse than well, having... It's funny, on air last night, uh, myself, Mark Braybrook and, and Gary Belcher went through all the clubs. The only two clubs were the Bulldogs and the Broncos, but not even the Bulldogs because they've got Nick Kotrick who wants to play fullback or centre. They've got uh, Corey Allen who wants to play fullback. And they've got Josh Adokar coming to the club. Doesn't who want, he want to play fullback? He wants to play fullback as yeah, well. so they're fine. So it's really only the Broncos, Broncos. and the Dragons who need a fullback. Yeah, I, I don't think Dufty will stay at the Dragons for one more year. He wants something a little bit more long-term. That, And I think he deserves it. Well, the only reason he'd sign one more year is if he was able to do a also do a deal with whoever the the new Brisbane expansion team is. Would you be interested in him? One hundred percent. Okay, yeah, absolutely. Good. Okay, well that's probably a good idea. Uh, very quickly, 
Ben Hunt, there's still talk around he'll be caught into the origin well, camp. Got to, he got, deserves it. Well, they've got to get an exemption. Do they? Uh, yeah, I made some calls uh, this morning. Because he wasn't picked in the original 20, it's like in the NRL. You've right. got to get an exemption. Now, they picked Reid Marnie. Yeah. They're going to send him back from all reports back to He Parramatta will be playing for the Eels. For the Eels. Yeah. So the argument will be you picked Reid Marnie, you've got to use Reid Marnie. The only argument for Queensland is Reid Marnie can only play one position. Ben Hunt, can based play on AJ Brimson being injured, can play multiple. And because it's Queensland – uh, that exemption will be given. Uh, absolutely. 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 And, and so In fact, Queensland be. will be allowed to have 18 people uh, playing well, on, on the night. Queensland don't have enough players to pick from. So there is a chance Wally Lewis <laughs> and Trevor Gilmeister may. I wouldn't be surprised that Wally does make a tackle from the sideline. There you have it, Thursday night football. Uh, right now, though, Chris Nelson with the Racing Queensland updates. On Off the Bench, time for a Racing Queensland Winter Racing Carnival update. The Tab Queensland Winter Racing Carnival has arrived. Gamble responsibly. Call one 858 858 All right. Uh, as we always say, uh, Sats, gamble responsibly. Don't you laugh, mate. Uh, this man, I was going to give you a really good introduction. I'm not now, since you laughed at my little mistake. Uh, this man picked a 20 to 1 winner for us last week, Sats, on the show. Well, usually it's something with a one in front of it. It's usually $1.30 yep. or $1.50. Oh, that's a bit and, rough. And if there's four horses in the race, yeah. he's, he's a small field specialist. You know Chris call, Nelson, You know what they call him? What? NTD, no third dividend. That's what they, that's call, they him. call him? <laughs> NTD. Oh, uh, I've been called worse. <laughs> big day of racing at Eagle Farm. Yes, uh, Saturday, guys, uh, sees the running of the Queensland Oaks. Race 8 on the card. We've got a uh, heap of other good races as too. The support card uh, is a good one, so plenty of uh, hopefully good chances on the day. I've concentrated on the last three races. I think we need to be patient and just wait, 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 and then come home with a bang. Um, you've got the Oaks. There are some other big races, though, too, aren't there? There's, isn't there a half-a-million-dollar race? Yeah, there's a Magic Millions National Stakes, a half-million-dollar race, race seven for the Phillies and Mares. Now, this is the inaugural running of that race, so a good uh, leap or a good springboard for the Tiara, which is three weeks away. So some of those some of those horses will come through the Dane Ripper into the Tiara next week, but some others will come through this race. So, yeah, it's a, it's a new race, and it's a really good one. Sat, you busted your backside you know, training and playing rugby league. Yeah, uh, yeah. Don't you wish you were a racehorse? Half a million bucks. I know. Like, yeah. I know you don't get all of it, but seriously. There was a time during my career I wish I was getting whipped as well. Yeah. <laughs> you said, well, that was last night, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going there. Uh, mate, anything else? Any tips for us uh, for Saturday yeah, afternoon? Yeah, of course. Uh, of course. Race eight, number three, Bargain. This is the Oaks. Bargain, I think, will be winning the Oaks. Uh, she's favourite, but she's still a good uh, price, and I think uh, she'll get the right run from the white gate, uh, right gate. So, say that again. She's got, got a four, four in, in front, front of her. Of it. Yep. She has, and uh, I know Satch, you'll think that's something a little bit different from me, but uh, trust me, that's not the case. I think a bargain will be winning. Uh, race seven, number five, Nudge. I think he's got a five in front of her. I think she'll run really well also. And race nine, number five, our Playboy, which even could have a seven in front of him. Wow. I think he'll run really well too. So there's three bets in the three in the last three races, all at good prices. Oh, Nudge, Nudge is good. Sats is my favourite character of. Um, hey, Dad. Hey, Dad. Nudge. Mm. <laughs> Who's the redheaded bird? Whatever the, happened the, to Nudge? 
I don't know. Mm. Let's actually let's move away from hate that. <laughs> it's dangerous ground. Uh, the Tab Queensland Winter Racing Carnival has arrived. Uh, head to QueenslandWinterCarnival.com.au. That was just an honest discussion between uh, nothing else implied. Mm. Gamble responsibly. Call one eight hundred eight five eight eight five eight. Good luck, Chrissy. Thank you, guys. Welcome back. This is Off the Bench NRL. The coach of the Melbourne Storm. G'day, Bellyache. How are you, mate? Hey, Badge. How you doing? Good, thanks, mate. Good. How's the, how's the sunny coast first up? Oh, yeah, no, it's been, actually, it's been a bit, bit, uh, bit cool up here the last couple of days. Obviously, not as cold as Melbourne, but uh, yeah. a bit cooler than it was last year. But, um, yeah, we're just trying to, you know, it looks like we're going to be here for a little bit. So, um, just trying to get a few of the families up now and, um, you know, hopefully uh, they'll make it a little bit more comfortable for the, you know, for the families and, uh, and the players. Craig, who's going to take over the role of videoing you while you change a car tyre like Cam did last year? <laughs> he just got me a bad moment there, Satch. Um, yeah, mate, I think it'll probably be either uh, um, Brandon or, uh, or Munster will probably... Um, do that. They're, I mean, they're about the only two that will probably be game to do it. So, um, uh, yeah, but um, yeah, I've, I've been working a bit on me tyre changing, so uh, I don't think they'll catch me doing that. <laughs> hey, um, now, it, it's it's state of origin time, which uh, is a little bit different each year. Um, I think you guys, uh, you're, you're playing this week, but you get round 17 off, but you've got, you've got four of your best players um, involved, probably involved, pending fitness. What what have you learned from past Origin campaigns, Craig, about getting the side through and out out, out the other end and ready to, to head into the finals? We try not to worry too much about who we haven't got and just work with with who we have got. You know, I know that's probably an old saying, but at the end of the day, um, someone else when someone else misses out, um, you know, someone else you know gets an opportunity, gets a chance, and uh, you know we, we want to give our, our younger guys a chance at some stage. You know, obviously it's a a great chance for them during Origin. You know, when we've got, um, I think, you know, we've got four in this year. Um, you know, the last couple of years, I think we've had five and six. So, um, well, I'd say it's a really good opportunity for someone else to come in and, um, and and make their mark. Cam Smith, been the noticeable differences not having him in the hallways every day. At the start of the year, it was sort of um, I knew it was going to be strange, but you know, losing a player like him and uh, you know, he was, he was obviously a great player, but he's he's a wonderful coach as well. You know, so. Um, you know, him helping out the young blokes, helping out, you know, the, the other key position players, you know, the halves and the fullback and, you know, you know the ruck players, you know, what the, um, you know, the, the advice he could, he could give them was uh, unbelievable in that, you know, like us as coaches, you know, we see things happening, but, you know, we don't feel them when we're not out there. So, um, you know, he's obviously a great loss to the organisation. Um but you know he, he's left a, a great legacy too. You know he he, he's, he was always giving of his time and his, of his advice to you know our dummy halves and you know um, you know other dummy halves obviously with um, when Harry was there you know two years ago and, and Brandon. So he's left them you know in, in a really good spot and also you know I think he's done a great job helping uh, you know Munster and, and Jerome as well. You know so. Um, it, it is different. I knew there was a, a few things that were going to be, you know, tough without him. Um, and I think probably the one that I probably didn't sort of probably think of was, you know, having another captain. Like he captained us for I think sixteen years, yeah, and hardly yeah. missed a game. So, 
So we've had Jess and, and Dale, you know, step up at that. And, you know, Jess is, you know, I think 31 or 32. And he, I think he's only captained the team, you know, once or twice, you know. So here he is, 30-year-old, you know, um, with a, you know, not a, a new role with his footy, but a new role with his leadership. Um, and that didn't come as easily as probably, you know, probably took it for granted a bit. You know, you know they'll, they'll be okay. But actually going and, you know, asking the referee of, you know, questions and then, you know, talking to the team, you know, behind the post or talking to the team, you know, when we score a try or, you know, there's some breaks in play. Um, Dale and, um, and Jess weren't used to that. But um, so, that, so that was probably the biggest, um, I'd say, shock. But, yeah, it was the thing I didn't really think about. You know, I just thought, you know, they'll, you know they're good losers. They'll go into the captaincy okay. But game day was, was really difficult for them because they hadn't been used to, you know, playing that role, you know. So, um, you know, like I say, Cameron, you know, was a wonderful leader and a wonderful captain. And, um, yeah, we're probably still missing a little bit of that. But the other two are, you know, are, are really starting to step up now. And um, I think, you know, Cameron might have given them a, a little bit of advice. Um, you know, the couple of games he's been uh, been to at, um, at Suncorp. So, um, yeah, so I think uh, they're really starting to pick it up now. And, um, you know, it's not a big as issue as it was probably in the first, you know, four or five rounds. This is Off the Bench NRL. We'll be back soon. Welcome back. This is Off the Bench NRL. Yes, yeah, Scott Sattler, Jason Matthews here, about to wrap this baby up for a, another week. Let's look at the uh, the remaining games in the NRL Saturday night, Storm versus Titans on the sunny coast. Titans by how much? <laughs> well, they're Tino for Malawi and Did I say Titans by how much? Titans. I mean Storm by how much? Yeah, it, it could get ugly you know, with two of their best uh, attacking players. Um, I think they'll do it comfortably in front of what will be a really big crowd as well. On the sunny coast, yeah. But yeah. even with those players in the Titans, I'm sorry, they they are they they're. they're they're probably the second biggest disgrace in the NRL right now. Disgrace. Mate, behind the Broncos. Mate, look at the cattle they've got. That performance last week, that was that was disgraceful. Well, again, talk about defense. Yeah, but you know what it is? Yeah, and you talked about the Broncos. I wanted to mention, I forgot. It's not just lack of experience. It's lack of effort. Hit the nail on the head. I'm a big I think David Fafita can potentially be one of our most damaging forwards we've seen in the history of our game. I mean, Gordon Tallis-like, yeah. how destructive he could be. Gordy was destructive on both sides of the fence, yeah, defensively yeah. and with the ball in hand. Us Hodgson. Yeah, David Fafita's still learning how to curb that aggression, but also be very good defensively because he's, he's so lazy defensively and All he's the being fans. exposed. All the fans see it. Sats, he's in and out of games. Mm. And, and and it's just, yeah, that's not good enough for a guy who's on over a million bucks And when season. you're struggling defensively, the last team you want to play is it's the Storm. Mm. And Sunday Arvo, Knights versus Eels in Newcastle. Tough game this. Uh, we're both picking the Storm, by the way. Tough game this one. Um, Knights got a few out, and I'm a bit nervous about now picking them. The Knights, mm. yeah, I think the Parramatta will win this for a number of reasons, but probably most notably is that um, they've been beaten up the last two weeks in the middle. And if you're Brad Arthur, you're saying to your forward pack, guys, you know what, you set the standards for this side and you have let us down the last couple of weeks. What are you going to do about it? So, Is, is this Parramatta, though, every year at yeah, this time, mate? No, every club goes through. But Parramatta do it every year. Yeah, but at least they're doing it now. At least they're doing it now. You, you'd be really – 
You'd be apprehensive about Parramatta if they're doing it in round 16, 17, 18, like get into the into the 20s. You'd be really struggling about those rounds if they were to pick them. But now they're doing it at the moment. Mm. Get through this origin period. The comp starts again after origin, seeing who's available, what players you get back, how, how injured are they, how fresh are they. Your strength and conditioning team is plays a really important part of re- recovery. So – I it doesn't bother me that the last two weeks they've been beaten up because they're doing it, I believe, at the right time of the year. Well, the Knights Manly game last last week, and you described it during the week, was a horrible game. It was down. But they did enough to win. And I know they've got a few out this week. Can they get some confidence out of that? Absolutely. Any win. You get confidence out of any win. You always pick pick and choose the right areas of the game. And you, you look at little tiny individual efforts and you just boost the confidence of players and the motivation of players by little individual efforts in the, in the parts they played towards, yeah, that win. Yeah, no Kalen Ponga, Bradman Best is back, but, yeah, they've got Saifidi out. There's a, you know, a, yeah, couple, there's a few. couple of players out. So they're going to – David Clemmer's out, Tyson Frizzell's out. So I, I think they may struggle. But then again, never doubt a Novocastrian. Uh, and they beat a red-hot Seagulls. Yeah. And they're playing in Newcastle as well. And, you know, that's what they've got to do, Newcastle. They've got to make Newcastle that fortress again. Mm. That teams, particularly from Sydney, hated going there because they knew they were taking on a team at home that was hard to beat and a crowd. I remember you used to turn up there as a as a young player to play there. And there used to be 10,000, 12,000 people there at midday to watch under 21. Unbelievable. And the field always felt like it was smaller than a normal <laughs> field because the crowd was on top of you. It's a beautiful stadium, 32,000. How good's that? Yeah, so, but I think Parramatta, I think Parramatta. Well, I'm expecting Parramatta to answer the call. Rightio. Okay, let's do this. Before we go on Off the Bench, what's got us excited across the weekend of sports? Sats, you and I are both looking forward to a very similar thing this weekend. 145, Sad Diavo, the Swans 20s. taking on security. Now, the Swans should win this. They were good last week in the second half. Yeah, it was really only good. Carlton though. It was only and and, and, and but you know at, at half time they were neck and neck. Yeah, and as I thought he was really good, buddy Isaac Heaney was outstanding. He my his overhead marks are brilliant. But I think um, and I think we said it during the week too. Buddy is getting fitter. Looks lean and fitter. He's not as fast as he used to be, but his tank's getting bigger. Just comes with age. What he's kicked, sorry, he's kicked nine goals in the last two games. When you get older. You're not as quick, but you just know how to get from point A to point B quicker, if that makes sense, because just through your experience in the game, when you're younger, you take the long road mm. to get from A to B. When you're mm-hmm. more experienced, you can get to A to B quicker just because you're, you're, you're quicker between the years, and, and that's what he's going to rely on the last few years of his career. St Kilda are terrible at the moment. Yeah. If the Swans win this game, they'll go into the top four. Who would have thought that mm. at the start? No one had him in the top eight. I had him about 12th. Well, they're flying under the radar, aren't Yeah, they? but they've got a really tough run coming up. We're about three or four really tough games in a row. So Can I look- tell you something else I'm looking yep. forward to? Yeah. There's a new place that's just opened up near me. It's a new smokehouse. Oh, nice. Sugar Creek Smokehouse. So I'm going to check that out and have some ribs. It's pretty rough where you live. Mm, but rough people eat ribs. I'm not going. That's what they do. Okay. All right. Careful. Uh, I don't want anything to happen to you. Hey, listen, uh, and I'm looking forward to having less than five wipes uh, when I play golf uh, this Saturday. I was terrible last week, mate. <laughs> like, if they, you don't know what a wipe is with your handicap. That means you just have to wipe that hole. You get nothing. Is that what it means? Yeah. I've never heard of that before yep. in my, my life. You would have plenty of wipes. Oh, my God. You're the only guy I know that gets worse <laughs> the more you play. I hadn't played for have, a long time. Have a lesson for Christ's sake. Have a great – my lesson is – 
Don't play. <laughs> Don't play golf. You're right. Boys and girls, have a lovely weekend. Sats, you have a brilliant weekend. Uh, thanks for joining us. We'll be back next See week here on Off the Bench. Goodbye! <laughs>